Previously on the Adventure Zone. I saw the pool that I've swum in every day last night. It came it came alive. Was that real? Do monsters really exist here? It knows where you live now. I gotta close down the hot springs until we slay this thing. And the folks here, they need the springs to live. And I want you to enchant this Nerf gun that I acquired. It's a very historical piece. Very, very sought after. You are full of Sylvain's power. I had a big meal when I got here. Um, (laughs) No, that's... (laughs) I don't know how you were so infused if you were born on Earth, but that is what I, I see. I can see it as plain as the stars in the sky. It is of the utmost importance that nobody else gets clued in, okay? My friend, discretion is my middle name. Finally, the following morning, the longest day in literary history has been concluded. We almost lived that one out in fucking real time. But it's the following morning, and the three of you have regrouped at Amnesty Lodge. Uh, it is a, it's a nice day outside, but the scene in here seems kind of a, a little bit bleaker than you're used to seeing here at Amnesty Lodge. Usually this is a warm place of, of, of gathering and kindness. Uh, but right now there's just a few people in the lobby. Uh, you see Jake Cool Ice and Danny uh, sitting at a table in the dining area. And they're both just kind of sitting there, uh, head and hands, looking, looking just kind of just wiped out. You hear Barclay rustling around in the kitchen but nobody else seems to be here it seems almost like there's a uh, a pall cast over the the lobby as you enter in barclay comes out and hands some tea to danny and to jake cool ice who kind of half half-heartedly accept it and just sort of set it down on the table without drinking it so barclay walks over to the three of you and says so uh how'd it go last night well um we went to Sylvain, did we? Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. And all we got were these crummy T-shirts. Yeah, we did buy a lot of T-shirts. Yeah, maybe don't let Agent Stern see you wearing T-shirts that say, "Hey, I just visited in uh, you know an, a, another world full of monsters and magic." Maybe take those off before he wakes up. Well, that it's not be. written in it's not written in Arabic characters. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, so that is totally fair. Cool. Maybe it's just a neat, you know, skateboard <laughs> it's just brand. A cool design. They told me it says courage. It, there, nice. So I, I, I just <laughs> went with it. Do we, do we see agent double O downer anywhere? Is he, is he uh, no, it's fairly, it's fairly early in the morning. You, uh, you do not see him and assume he is in his quarters right now asleep. Well, why is everybody so bummed out, Barclay? He sighs and he looks back at Danny and at Jake and he turns back to you and he says, I I had to shut the pump off that, that feeds the hot springs. 
um, yes, yesterday after the attack. We we can't have that monster showing up here again, and so nobody's been in the hot springs for you know about twelve hours now, and folks are starting to get a little bit agitated. It's kind of what happens when when you cut off a Sylvan from from a life source like that. So uh, so I don't know where you all are in your investigation, but we we need to get this thing down, and we need to get it down real fast because things could get very ugly around here real quick. Barclay, in your estimation, how long we got? Another day or so, and we're going to start losing the stuff that we know and love about our friends, you know, Danny and Jake and Moira and the whole team here. Um, so as quick as possible would be would be better. Wait, what do you mean losing stuff? Are they going to start dying? <sighs> Eventually, but before that happens, they're going to start going a little bit, well, I guess feral is is the word. Mm. When, oh, when, and then after that, they'll go feral. And then they're going to go Pharrell. Yeah, they're going to turn into Pharrell, and then they're going to get the big hats. <laughs> no, this is not a joke. This is this is really, really serious stuff. I just want to apologize to everybody listening, for, because I accidentally just did Magnus' character voice there. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice. That probably was very confusing for everyone. And it wasn't even, and, and for pedantry, you know, that's, that's what really hurts. That's, that's, yeah. you know, if you, for pedantry. He, Barclay says, so do you all think you have enough on, on this elemental? Well, it it kind of sounds like it's, it's past the point of worrying if we have enough, right, Barclay? Like, we do or yeah. we don't, but it's time to fight. We, we need to get the springs running again, but I don't want you all to run into a battle unprepared. I don't want you all to, you know, get hurt or get worse. You're right. No, no hurting. It sounds like our only option then is to not go into an unprepared, eh? What do we? Uh, what do we know? He says, "Let's let's take this into Mama's office." I I don't want Stern walking in here. And is she uh, not back yet? He says, "There was a part of me that was hoping that she would show up at that last minute. She'd walk through the door right when the hunt was about to begin and help save the day." I can't imagine doing this without her. I've I've never had to try before, but I I don't think that's going to happen. So. I think it's just us on this one. Have we, like, called around to, not, not that I think this is the case, but, like, local hospitals or police stations, or have we checked around on Mama? He sighs again, and he says, I, I can't bring myself to do it, Aubrey. I know that's cowardly of me, but I'm, I'd, I'd rather hold out hope than go looking for bad news. Yeah, I get that. He says, come on, uh, head, head into Mama's office. I'll, I'll bring you all some tea. And he, he motions towards Mama's office. Okay. In we go. In we go. And he comes in with tea. And he knows your tea preference at this point. He knows yeah. you well enough to know how you, how you like it. I, don't, I can't. I'm not going to make, make pretend what that is. But just Arnold imagine. Palmer. Arnold Palmer iced tea. That's for me. Okay. He brings you a, a virgin Arnold Probably. It's the only kind there is. No, wait, yeah. no. Uh, but an it's like Arnold, fucking but seven an, in the morning. An Arnold Palmer is just tea and lemonade, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, then I, thought, I guess that is a virgin. <laughs> there's no booze in an Arnold Palmer. I mean, sometimes there is. Arnold Palmer loves the party. <laughs> True. <laughs> sometimes there is booze in an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> he walks over to the desk, and you all are now seated at this large table in the center of the room uh he rolls out a big map of kepler which i still need to generate hey listeners if you know of any good software to make uh, a nice looking map of it's like called a, a pad of paper griffin 
Yeah, that's going to end up looking like real shit. Um, but he rolls out a map of Kepler uh, and walks over to the desk uh, and he pops it open and he pulls out Thacker's very, very old laptop, which he sets up on the desk and he says, okay, so what what do we know? Obviously, this thing can control water and kind of take different forms as long as it's in the water. What else? It seems aggressive, um, at least as far as once it tangles with somebody, it, it kind of continues to seek them out, right? He types all that in uh, and kind of gets frustrated when you hear like a MacBook error noise and then clicks it away and keeps typing in. And he says, yeah, it seems aggressive. I, I mean, honestly, it sucks for us because we can't run the springs, but it's going to help us you know, get get into the the final battle with this thing. We're not going to have to hunt it down. It's it's hunting us. We can maybe use that as an advantage. So we're the bait. Seems Perhaps. like. Perhaps it seems like we we it might be to our advantage at this point. I mean, we can pick a spot and, and at least determine where we want to fight it, which which might be something. Well, and and going off what we know, if we can get it there and then isolate it from any other source of water. At the very least, we might be able to contain it. Yeah, you you mentioned that before, and I think that's going to be our, our best chance. It seems to move through connected water channels, and if we can disconnect it from that after getting it where we want it, uh, we're going to be able to keep this thing from taking off as soon as it feels threatened. I've been working on trying to come up with some ideas for where we might be able to make our stand, uh, but I'm... Um, I'm not real happy with the list, so I'd rather just kind of keep it to myself. If that's oh, there's no such thing okay as a bad idea, just bad people. I don't think that well, Barkley. I don't think that's <laughs> the saying. But he's Sylvan. I'm, he does. I'm still figuring out the idioms. I'm I haven't written on this this list here, but I'd rather not read them. Uh, I'm just going to keep it to myself. That's okay. No, come on. Kind of kind of slows down the old planning process, there, buddy. I know, I know, but I've got them here on this list in my hand, and I just don't want to read. Read them. Read the list. Well, I'll read them for you if you want. (laughs) Ah, crap. Let me have the paper, Doc, and I'll read them so you're not ashamed. Ah, let's see. First. (laughs) uh, uh, Is that the first? This is the first one? This is... Are these in priority? I don't... don't, A big big desert. That's... Yeah, okay. I thought... Ah, wait, wait, wait. Unless it's supposed to be dessert. Is it a big dessert? dessert? Dessert's super sweet, so it's got two S's. Okay, so... Your first idea was a big desert. A big desert. Do you have a backup to the big desert plan? A dehumidifier store. Okay, listen, I don't even know if that exists. I was it was pretty late when I was cooking these up, okay? And and I I, I honestly uh lo- lost the plot pretty quickly after that. I don't even remember what the third one I wrote was. So please don't uh, give me any crap about it, all right, uh, guys? Sure, big lake. Mm. Okay, I listen. I was, <laughs> I wasn't really thinking at that point. Okay, no, I no, was tired. You, you and went it came to, a, to me. You went to a lot of trouble. I'm very All proud right. of you. That's the best I got. So, desert. I could rule that one out pretty quickly. Uh, we here. There's not one of those for for many miles. That would be challenging. I would say at, at best. Um, Dehumidifier store is promising. Yeah, it's got something. You you guys feel good about because you can kind of see how we switch those motherfuckers on, and now it's time to party. Really niche, really niche marketing. So niche in this market, especially. I feel like I don't think I've 
seen a dehumidifier store. Mm. Well, there's but... there's Dave's Dehumidifier Depot down on Apricot Street. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but is... they they don't open until eleven on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah, and those and Dave's prices are real jacked up, guys. <laughs> if we break one of those things, yeah. we're gonna be owing him out the wazoo, and I don't think we want we want that. <laughs> there is the big lake. It says big lake. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 uh, Duck. Is there is there anywhere in your forest knowledge? I guess anywhere where there's like a damned off section of anything or anything where like a lock or something we could lure and then close, you know, out in the open away from people. There's the, uh, Morgantown lock and dam. Uh, it's on the Monongahela, um, up in Morgantown, obviously. Uh, Barclay says a lock might not be a bad idea, but Morgantown's way outside of the one mile perimeter. Is there anything on the Greenbrier that is that's within the perimeter? Uh, I I am saying as the keeper of this game, one thing that I want to do more of is have you guys flesh out the the world of Kepler. I think that that was sort of one of my original goals when we started playing this game that I have not been an especially great steward of. Uh, if this is if this is where y'all want this fight to take place, I think it could be fucking killer, and I think is something we we should do. You know, there's the Kepler Pay Lake. The Kepler Pay Lake, right on the outside outskirts of town, where they have a controlled water source where, you know, when they need to to increase the water supply, right. they open it up, and then they close it off when they don't need it anymore. So maybe I'm just dense, guys, but how does this help us? If we can, one, pinpoint it, and two, close it off from another source. So if we have something where we can have it open to get it there and then close it off once it's in, at the very least... It won't be able to spread. We could at least open back up the spring here, even if we're not able to stop it. We'll at least trap it. The biggest problem we've run into is that this thing turns tail and runs every time y'all get a shot off on it, and we're not going to be able to take it down that way. And that's why we gotta. That's why we gotta contain it. I think the pay lake sounds good. I think the lock and dam sounds good. If there's one Ooh. on the Greenbrier close enough, is there a water treatment plant in Kepler? Yeah, of course. That might be good. Or very bad. That is connected to yeah. all the water in Kepler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, lo- I would love it if we were fighting it and it was all purified. I would love that. If it was drinkable, wait a minute. You think I could drink the whole thing? Ah, no. No. No, but I don't. But with the, you know, the water treatment and it's got like the arms sweeping through it, that might message shit up. I don't know. Barclay says... I think I, one of these three ideas could work. The Pay Lake, the water treatment plant, they they probably have a way to shut down the city water supply in case, you know, some pison gets out. Um, or, or we Pison? Or it's a new sort of uh, dialect that I've picked up while living here in, in Kepler. Uh, or, or we could do the lock and dam. It's just, which one of them do you think is going to give us the best shot here? Well, so here's my concern. I, I, I know we talked about the lake, but that's so much material. It's a lot it of water. To use. And I feel like a water treatment, if we can get it into one of the, you know, the big round reservoirs, it's it's not large it's not as large as a lake or a lock and a dam, you know what I mean? It feels like the more we are in control of it, the more material there is for us versus it. So like being able to walk on, you know, walkways over the water and stuff like that is gonna benefit us. Did you happen to see, Aubrey, you probably didn't because you weren't here. Duck, maybe you remember well, I this. I live here now. 
the short promotional video that the Kepler Junior Chamber of Commerce came up with on, you know, all the all the wonderful things about Kepler, trying to bring tourism in and how Kepler has the most water slide parks per capita of any town in West Virginia. Yeah, I remember they, they tried to get that motto going, the Slippery City. They yeah, tried yeah. To get that I actually have heard that. The yeah. Slippery City. They yeah. ha- I still have a magnet somewhere, I think. Yeah, it did. Slide on into Kepler, they said. Slippery but City. S- most of them have closed, but the one, uh, and I don't remember the name, Duck, what 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 was it? Um, the the um, name of the one that's still open. It the shoot the shooting scoop shooting scoop. Wet Willie's. No, 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 that's close. That's slurp close. and what? squirt. Wet um, Willie's closed. The slurp the and squirt. The slurp and squirt. <laughs> oh. This is Griffin. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, the slurp and squirt was slurp um, and squ- squirt. They actually boarded that up for some health code. Yeah, they, I think they blew yeah. it up. If I remember, <laughs> yeah, they set charges around it and imploded and it. Was a it. Good, and a good choice. A good choice yeah. there. Well, the, but there, I know there's one that's still open. Slides and stuff. Slides and stuff. There was an ampersand in there somewhere. No, no, sorry. I didn't want to confuse you. Not slides and stuff. That's a different park. Yeah. Slides and stuff. <laughs> Oh, the one really on the west side. How they... Oh, on the west side, right? What about Kevin Costner presents Waterworld, the wet park? And I re- <laughs> oh. that one was—is that still open? Is water? Is Kevin Costner presents Waterworld, the wet park, still open? There's also water that's just spelled W-T-R, the really like bougie one. That was the bougie one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about here, gang? We're just are we trying to remember? We had so many water parks in Kepler. Well, I'm right. saying if we lure one, and, and we don't have to do much luring because. They're after it's after our yes. Get it there, shut off the water, and it can't get away. And maybe grab a corn dog while we're there. You mean H two O? That was fun. That was it. That's the one. That's the the one with that with the the water slide, the downward spiral. Yeah. H two H two O. That was fun. Yeah, uh, is still open, and, and it's mainly targeted at kids. But they do have some slides and stuff there. Maybe? It's not very large. It, I mean, no. it's got a couple of things, but it might be might be manageable, might be workable. Barclay uh, says, "Okay, hold on, let me see if I can even get Google to work on this thing." And he he types into the the computer and says, <laughs> "Yes, yeah. type HTTP colon forward slash yeah. forward slash." He says. Okay, it looks like H2WO closes tonight. H2WO, that was fun. H2WO, that was fun, the water park. Yeah, that's the full name of it. Um, Are y'all sure about this? No, but here's what I'm thinking. Lots of opportunities for quick egress. Because you get on some of those slides and you're just gone. The thing will never catch you. So we got some opportunities there. It's also isolated. H2WO is is out there uh, where they were trying to get... um, that whole business park started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you do you remember um, what what was it called? Uh, Jesus, because this whole episode is Hi- naming. No, parts. it was like Hyper Ridge. That's what it was. Shit, Hyper Ridge. They were trying to get going. They were going to have like a Taco Bell and a Bob Evans and a bunch of stuff out there. But the zip lines. Were, there were zip lines. Yeah, that's how a business skating park rink. works. Good. Yeah. Improvis- yeah. And the only thing they ever got moving there was H two O. That was fun. So I think we're going to be isolated out there, which is great. I don't know. Here's my question. Is there maybe a way to shut off access once it's in the park itself that we could shut down the lines to the public 
I, I mean, do any of you guys have any connections in public works or anything? Or I guess I mean, you would be the one I would look. I just to. remembered my many connections in public works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know if you guys had was any that closer many ones. connections or mini connections. No, I met several several different. I had one. Uh, one guy down there. What was his name? <laughs> he used to Boo? used to always help me Wet out. Willie? <laughs> Wet Willie or Mister Slooper? Mister Slooper. That was the one. He was my third grade teacher, Mister Slooper. In uh, and now he works for for the water department and sanitation. So I could maybe ask him if there's some way to shut down access. You know, I believe he's the super. I believe he's the super down there. Mr. Oh, Slooper the super. That yeah. is him. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. But don't let him ask too many questions because he's a real snooper. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mr. Slooper the snooper. Sloop. <laughs> this show has gone And you know his favorite movie, Looper. Yeah, sure. <laughs> his favorite movie is uh, Without a Paddle. Without a Paddle is his favorite movie. Without a Paddle is his favorite movie. All right. It seems like we got a plan coming together. Let me suggest this. Does, Do does it really? Does it? Does it? <laughs> huh. Barkley is so forgiving. He's got a real optimistic streak there. Pull it Barclay. together, like Barkley. Pull it together. He says, uh, I think the park looks good. I think we could maybe find a way to shut it down. Duck, why don't you go talk to your connection down in public works? Uh, like now, and see what you can find out about shutting off water to the park. Maybe butter him up with a Blu-ray copy of Without a Paddle. Yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, we need somebody to actually go to the park, maybe scout it out, get an idea of where the best place to actually fight this thing inside the park is going to be. One problem I see us running into, though, is I don't think it's a good idea for us to go around this water park before it's time for, for the trap to be sprung. This thing's following us. It's smart. And so if we go there and it sees us getting getting ready to fight it, then it's not going to show up tonight. So we need a third person to go somewhere else and distract it. And while we're doing the other two things, you know, we could sweeten the pot even more and see if Calvin's free. And maybe Ned and Calvin can go around town and stay on the move. And I mean, I hate to make you moving bait twice in a row here, Ned, but you are the one with the car. Damn it. <laughs> I knew buying that car was a mistake. All right. Yeah, that sounds like a, a fine plan. Barclay says... Do you think it's such a good idea to put that kid in danger again? He's, he's already in been danger already, Barkley. Wherever he is, it's he's in danger. At least this way he'll be with us, some uh, battle-tested monster hunters. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to say that without yeah, laughing, but I couldn't quite <laughs> get through it. All right, it's better than nothing, right? Lou got magic weapons and shit. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's better to keep him close. Just He might start asking questions. Ned, are you going to be able to sort of, I guess lie when he sees this thing i actually have an idea don't kill him all right then i have another idea <laughs> i have a different idea um yes i th i think i have an idea that will work that it, that'll convince calvin to come along on uh on this uh, this joyride with me trust me barclay shuts the laptop and he says all right uh aubrey i'll go with you to scout out the park ned you're gonna pick up calvin and good luck sort of talking his parents into that one and go somewhere with, I guess, lots of water and get this thing's attention. And, Duck, you go talk to your contacts down in Public Works. How does – I think we – hey, it's a plan. We did it without Mama. We, 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 can, we can do this. We got this. We got this. We got this. Sure. But, okay, we've got that. We know where we're going to lead it. 
how in the hell are we going to kill this thing? Well, uh, Aubrey, we're going to figure that out when we get to the park and scout it out. Yeah, Aubrey, we're like, whose line is it anyway? We're the king and queen and another king of improv. I think we've definitively proven that's not true in this episode. (laughs) Ned, you pull up in front of the house of Calvin Owens. Uh, He left his contact information with you all when he uh, came to visit Amnesty Lodge to report the attack at the pool uh, a couple of nights ago. Uh, you arrive at his house. It is a, it's a nice looking place. It's one of the nicer looking houses down on Riverside. It's not, uh, you know, quite as fancy as the like ostentatious, uh, ski chalets up on cliffside, but it's, it's a nice little two story house painted blue. Uh, and, uh, you, you pull up in your, uh, what, what's your car again? It's a 1958 Lincoln Continental. Lincoln Continental. The yes. Mark, th- the Mark uh, three, the, the, the rag top. I assume you've gotten the uh, the headlight repaired from where you smashed it into the oh. uh, gate in the previous adventure oh, at this point. Yeah. I don't know if it would be street legal otherwise. Ned has to take care of his baby. so Yeah, sure. Uh, you arrive in front of the house, and uh, what's what's your approach here? Well, is it near the river? Uh, it is, I don't know, it's about a, a couple blocks away. It's the, you, you got river view, but you don't got like an attached, there's no pier okay. or anything. All right. What's my approach going to be? Yeah dishonesty well yeah yeah that, yeah ned i'm not surprised by that at all you did say you had a plan right you do you i do have, have a, i do plan? have a plan my okay. plan is i have one phase of the plan to convince his parents and one phase of the plan to convince calvin to participate okay uh you then you're walking up and just knocking that's it okay you knock and a few seconds pass and the front door opens and Sheriff Zeke Owens opens the door, and he says, Now, what are you doing at my house, Ned? Hello, Sheriff. Good to see you. Yes, uh, well, I have a very promising opportunity for uh, your family and your uh, your son, Calvin, that I'd like to discuss with you. You have an opportunity. Don't tell me it has something to do with that, that museum of supernatural <laughs> bullcrap no. that you're peddling down. That's only one side of Ned Butterfly Chicane, my friend. I heard you ran into some uh, spot of financial trouble down there at that little tourist trap. I was real sorry to hear about that, Ned. What? Would hate for your uh, your shop to get crushed under the weight of the free market. Well, Sheriff, it is the shop that has brought quite, uh, quite a, a, a nice population back into town the tourism is back up a lot of the people coming to see the cryptonomica and that's that's good for business people st- coming at the cryptonomica staying in the motel six eating at the taco bell i mean we got to take care of the taco bell i wouldn't exactly call the clientele you bring in the savoriest characters but oh no what, what do you what do you want ned uh, may i may i come in Zeke, may I call you Zeke? I don't think we're there. Sheriff Owens. Sheriff is fine Owens. And That's what I meant. Sheriff yeah. Owens. Uh, Sheriff Zeke. Ned, what? This isn't a come inside my house situation. This is a tell me what you want, and so I can shut the door on you if I don't like it situation. So go, go ahead. Let, let her, let her rip. Sheriff, I um, am more than just the operator of a fabulously uh, wonderful uh, curio shop. I, uh, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I am a an alum of the. Ohio State University, and I have a lot of connections still, 
at the university. Perhaps you did not know this, but Ohio State is one of the top uh, swimming programs in collegiate sports. And I have pulled a few strings, and I have a couple of friends there at the university who might be interested in offering young Calvin a scholarship to become a Buckeye. I mean, Calvin's going to be a mountaineer like his daddy and his granddaddy before him. I, I love the blue and the gold, but in this case, we may be talking about a full ride from a university, a swimming program that graduates over a 3.15 average. They have finished in the top 25 for the last 22 years. Uh, Bill- this episode sponsored by <laughs> Ohio University. <laughs> All right, so uh, go ahead and roll manipulate someone. Okay. So it's Let's- seven plus one for charm. That's eight. Is an eight. Uh, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. Okay. Uh, do you have any kind of documentation to back this up, Ned? Do you have Do you have some sort of proof of, of your excellent sort of attendance at... Well, as a matter of fact, I do have a picture on my phone of myself and Ohio State swim coach Bill Wadley. Here you go. Go and there. Now I'm I'm a little thinner then, <laughs> but here you can see this picture of me and Bill, Big Bill. I I call him Big Bill, and uh, there I, you you can see us there standing there next to each other. That's that's Bill Wadley, the coach of Ohio State. You notice how he has a camaraderie arm around my shoulders. Yeah, that was a heck of a word. Two things. One, is this a phone that Ned just kind of keeps on him for music and pics? Because there's definitely no service out here. Second question, is this just a picture of you and some random dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I don't know Bill Wadley. Are you out of your mind? Sure. Uh, he says, uh, all right. Is, I mean. Well, just hear yeah. me out. Here's all I want to do. This is all I want to do. If Calvin would be interested, I would like to shoot a video. Of of Calvin, just like a promotional video to send to Wadley and the folks at Ohio State. Uh, and, and I have this really amazing idea. I just went to borrow Calvin for a, a short period of time, a, a couple of hours, to shoot a promotional video. I, I have this idea that I think if we can do that, like an interview, get to know uh, Calvin, and uh, and uh, and I have I, I really, I think, a clever way to get into it uh, of him. I happen to have in my possession an item that I think Calvin could display, and uh, and I think it would really get their attention. Um, are, are you familiar with the name Michael Phelps at all? You know Michael Phelps? Yeah, of course. Everybody knows Michael Phelps. I have his first gold medal from Athens. Why do you I, have that? Ned Chicane, it, what? It, uh, it was loaned to me for, to put on display at the Cryptonomica. It was the one he won for the 400-meter medley uh, in 2000. Yeah, sure. And, and I just thought Calvin would get a kick out of wearing that gold medal and doing an interview, and it, it's just would... It would just go worlds towards getting him a scholarship to be an Ohio State Buckeye drive, drive on down the field or, or pool I, or whatever it would be. I need to, this scene is going great. I need to take a moment just to talk to, amongst all of ourselves and the listeners as a family. If Calvin Owens' dad agrees to send his precious boy mm-hmm. with this 
elderly man uh-huh. with a huge car. Not elderly. Uh-huh. He says he's going to film. <laughs> film a promotional swimming video of him calvin owen's dad will be taken to parent court yeah and tried for the highest i I got a a solution i got a fix for this okay okay Uh, you see him uh stand there and kind of think for a minute like he's actually trying to think of what the best thing for his for his kid would be uh but he sighs and he says no ned i don't think that's that's gonna happen he's he's grounded anyway he skipped out on swimming practice this morning ned he get this he said he was scared of the water all of a sudden he said he was afraid there was monsters in the water now hmm why would a kid living in kepler believe such a thing existed ned maybe because there's a proprietor of a certain museum going around town peddling those kinds of stories ah you don't think he really believes in all that hooey do you zeke he believes it enough to skip out of practice something he's never done before. I'll tell you what, Ned, it's going to be a pass from me, so why don't you uh, leave now and stay away from my son? How's that sound? And he slams the door in your face. Uh, and as you sort of take a step back from the, the force of the door slamming, uh, there is a tree to the side of the yard, and you hear some rustling in that tree, and you see Calvin Owens scurry off the uh, roof of the house uh, out of his bedroom window and down the tree. And he kind of like crouch runs over to your car where he kind of hides behind it. Okay. Ned walks over to him. You both uh, uh, get into the car. He's kind of trying to duck down. And he's like, all right, man, go, 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 go. So we go, man, go. We pull out. And I turn to him and I say, Calvin, I only have so much bullshit that I can fling in a certain time period. Would you like to help my friends and I get rid of that thing that scared the living crap out of you? Yeah, man, that would be great. I I don't know if you can smell it on me. I haven't had a shower in a couple days and uh, ain't had no, no water to drink. I've been living on milk and Coke, so I guess my bones are... Getting something out of this situation. I, I'm, I'm happy to help out, but technically you're kidnapping right now, so let's be quick. Gotcha. Um, do you have your driver's license? No. Permit? You're a high school student. Every kid wants to drive. I'm, I'm working on it. The test is hard. Get off my case. All right, look. <laughs> we're about three blocks away from your house. Um, I hope you did the old pillows under the sheets routine. Yeah, I bullered it up in there. The, listen, the Mark III practically drives itself. You know how easy to drive those 1950s cars made out of steel Practically, are. it's like the Jetsons car. You, it'll drive it's so itself. so intuitive, this eight-ton vehicle. Let's get behind. You get behind the wheel. I'll pop the top, and we'll get a distracting. How do you feel about that plan? I feel kind of just okay about it. <laughs> I will take that. Aubrey. Yes. Uh, you are driving in Mama's old pickup truck with Barclay at the wheel uh, as you head out to H2O. Uh, you all have I'm left sorry, town. H2O, that was fun. H2O, that was fun. Uh, you're on this uh, pine tree-lined road out of the east hi- side of town, winding around Mount Kepler, uh, heading heading towards the park. Um, y- you've been living at Annecy Lodge for a couple months now. What's your what's your like relationship like with with Barclay? Would you say? I would say we get along very well. Um, I, 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 not quite to like BFFs or anything, 
but you know, like a coworker that you have a lot of fun with and often would like grab a drink after work. That's okay. it. So if I'm going to define it, after work, grab a drink, friends. Not necessarily call up on your free day to see what they're doing. Friends. Sure, got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, then uh, I think you're fairly comfortable in this this ride with him. Uh, he, uh, you're getting close, and he kind of breaks the silence of the car, and he says, "Uh, so, Agent Stern, have you uh had much of a chance to talk with our new federal friend?" No, honestly, I've been a little bit distracted, Barclay. A lot going on, not just the the monster thing, but I'm trying to figure a lot of shit out, and if I'm being honest, and I think maybe you'll agree with this, I was kind of hoping Mama would just come back and take care of it. Yeah, uh, I think that we can't count on that anymore. Just listen, if he comes around asking you questions about Bigfoot, you know not to say anything, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe come to me and let me know what he asks you about obviously this is gonna complicate my life a little bit barclay if he comes talk to me i'll play up the like i'm a kid i don't know blah 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 blah. think i i've done that act a thousand times don't worry about it he says i i appreciate that it may not surprise you to learn i've left a little bit of a uh no no pun intended a footprint during my travels before i i met up with mama so he probably has a, a decent amount to go on unfortunately Hey, Barclay, can I change the subject a little bit? By which I mean a whole lot. What do you... And it's fine if the answer is nothing. What do you know about, like, Sylvan magic? Uh, Aubrey, I'm real sorry, but I know next to nothing. That's really not my area of expertise. Like, where does it come from? How about, can we start... Is it from the big old crystal thing? Or is it, like, something people are born with? Like... Where does it come? Just that. Because you I talk mean, it, about everybody. You have the spring, and you talk about like everybody needing magic, right? Like Sylvan energy. Where does that come from? Well, from what I understand, Aubrey, the Sylvain is not just a place. It's a it's a being. It's not just the crystal coming out of the ground out there. It's it's the planet itself. It's the the life force of the planet, I guess you could call it. And so I guess the springs, you know, the water comes up deep from the earth. It's got a little bit of that earth force in it too. There's there's the, the sylvans, they need to be sustained by the planet itself. And so whether that's their planet or ours, it seems like it it gets the job done. So you want to know where that magic comes from. It's it's from, you know, the planet which I don't even know if you realize that every time you go over there, you're not heading to some, you know, through a magical portal into another dimension and another time. It's, it's, that's another place somewhere out in the, in the sky somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. you're actually, uh, I guess y'all are astronauts. If you, so congratulations. Okay. I'll process that later. Barkley, if this is weird, if the, uh, is the magic alive? I mean, you're alive and you're using the magic, so I get... I, Aubrey, you gotta understand, I don't know the first thing about magic. My whole thing is, you know, big big and strong uh, yeah, Bigfoot yeah, yeah. monsters, so... When you were in Sylvain, could you hear the, the magic, the crystal talk? He doesn't really say anything when you ask him that. He kind of, like, is just kind of staring straight ahead. He doesn't even seem to acknowledge you and he says oh look looks like we're here and you pull up in front of h2 whoa that was fun 
this park is actually a, a lot nicer than I think you you may have assumed it was. Uh, a lot of the other water parks fell prey to you know the the natural forces of decay uh, a, a lot worse than H two O does. It's it's actually a, a fairly nice looking place. The entrance into the park leads through what looks like a a big beached pirate ship, which stands in front of a six foot tall blue chain link fence that surrounds the perimeter of the park, uh, keeping the surrounding pines at bay. Uh, through that fence, you can tell that uh, the park is mostly deserted as you would expect from a water park on a weekday in October. Uh, Hanging in front of the ship at the entrance is a large red sign announcing that their last weekend in operation is coming up uh, before the park closes down for the winter. Uh, It's been an unseasonably warm fall, and the park's been open much later than normal, but it seems like they're they're done pushing their luck. Uh, You can see a man in a ticket-taking booth just inside the ship reading a magazine, and you also, through that chain-link fence, you notice a handful of other employees wearing blue shirts walking around the park just kind of half-heartedly cleaning up getting the the park ready for its final weekend and barclay uh still sitting in the truck with you says uh okay so what's our approach here i why don't we just go in right through the front door straight forward oh shit i've got it barclay here's what we do federal pool inspectors no no sorry okay it was stupid no it hey hey no idea is bad. It just wasn't good. So we'll pay our way in. Then once we're in, find see if we can find like a supply thing, get some of them shirts, and then lay low until after they close and just stay, just stay. So park, like, you know, not in the parking lot, so it's not obvious that someone's still here. And then we'll just like hide in a closet, do some like Basil E. Frankenweiler stuff. Or whatever it was, and just stay in there. He says, all right, hold on. And he uh, pulls the truck back out onto the access road leading up to the park uh, and just kind of parks it in the grass off the road. Uh, And he gets out, and the two of you walk up to the entrance to the park and uh, up to the ticket-taking booth inside that ship at the entrance. And from here, you can get a much better look at the park. You also hear this really tinny-sounding pirate music playing over the loudspeakers positioned throughout the area. Uh, and inside that booth, there is a man, you'd estimate about 25, uh, a, a bit older than the rest of basically the teens who are uh, working in the park that you can see through the fence, just sort of cleaning up. Uh, he's got sort of a, a ratty mustache going, uh, and he seems to take just a lot of pride in his, uh, his, his water park work here. And he says, uh, he's wearing a name tag also that says Todd on it. And he, uh, Todd says... Uh, Hey, uh, we're closed. What do, you, what do y'all want? We ain't gonna open up until our final weekend here coming up. Well, shit. Um, hello, Todd, was it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Todd Hinderflins. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's Todd Flinderhands. What do you, uh, yeah, what, what can I do you for? We are federal pool inspectors. <laughs> And my partner and I, Agent Barclay, have heard some rumblings that this whole pool uh, might just be rife with staph infection. There ain't any staph infection here. We wouldn't let this place get filled up with... Excuse me, Todd. Am I supposed to just take your word for it? Do you think that that's what they taught me at Federal Pool Inspector School? (laughs) 
I mean, we don't want to get on the wrong side of the FPI, but do you have, like, a badge or something you can show me? Todd, there's no time for that. Do you want to open up for your last weekend and have people with their skin falling off and getting eaten through, Todd? Listen, you seem like a smart guy, a guy who's in charge, someone who answers to no one but himself. Todd, you seem like the person I should be talking to about this. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this here is my kingdom, and uh, we don't normally let s- strangers into the kingdom during off hours, so... Uh, let me tell you, you seem busy, Todd, so I'll make you a deal. Ten minutes, you let me in, we're in, we're out, and I'm sure that this is all just a misunderstanding, but if I could report to my higher-ups that I came in, I don't want to get in trouble, Todd, you know what I mean? And you don't want to get in trouble, so I'll come in, I'll check real quick, and then we're out. Why don't you roll manipulate someone? That's a seven. A six plus one. Uh, you have one charm? Yes. Okay, so that is a barely a mixed success. Uh, the uh, as, as was the case last time, uh, they will do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. And I think that's going to be the case here. He says, um, all right, I, th- I, I can make that work 10 minutes. I think like... Uh, 20 bucks ought to do it. As long as nobody needs to hear about this, Todd, that sounds like a deal to me. Barclay, Agent Barclay, pay the man. He uh, takes you aside and he says, I don't know if I have $20. I got, hold on. And he pulls out his wallet. Um, It's a like a Velcro, old beaten up Velcro wallet. And he's like, I got 11. Do you have any cash on you? Uh, Let me see. Yeah, I happen to have nine bucks right here. Well, Griffin, Griffin can't prove otherwise. <laughs> you hand Todd the $20, and he says, all right, I expect y'all to be back out here in 10 minutes. Don't make me come looking for you. You got it. Um, We just need to go to your pump room. I mean, y'all are federal pool inspectors. I assume you can find the pump room. Yeah, th- thank you, Todd. We'll be in and out. You're a uh, listen, citizen. I'm going to put in a good word for you at the FBI. If you're ever looking for a job, you know where to find us. Or maybe you don't. We're a very secretive organization. Don't worry about it. We'll find you. Uh, let's jump to Duck. Duck, you arrive at the Kepler Public Works, a municipal building just adjacent to City Hall. Um, Kepler is a, a fairly small town, so a lot of the departments that you would expect to see at sort of a bigger city's public works are handled uh, remotely by sort of like different contractors and, and local engineers around here. Uh, there's there's really three main offices inside the public works of, of Kepler as you enter. There's transportation, sanitation, and water. Uh, and you make your way into the ladder. And there, in the center of the room, you see a uh, reception desk sort of cutting off the the uh, public side of the room from the offices and stuff behind. And slumped over that desk, you see Gary Slooper, your old third grade teacher, now the, uh, I don't know, employee of the Kepler Public Works Water Department. Uh, he is slumped down over the reception desk. He appears to be unconscious. Mr. I, Mr. Sloper. Yeah. He uh, he's kind of looks like he's like talking to you in his sleep. Mr. Sloper. He uh, he rouses and uh, has a significant sort of drool tether uh, connecting him to the desk, which he kind of swats away at with his hand, and he uh, looks up at you with bleary eyes, and he says, "Well, that's uh, that's Duck Newton. Am I dead?" Uh, no, sir. You're just at work. 
That's worse in some ways. <laughs> I love that kind of humor, that office humor. I love that. He, uh, you don't space. have to be crazy to work here, you know what I mean? But yeah, it helps. But it helps. Yeah. Same, 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 same shit, different day. I love it. Same circus, different clowns. He uh, he wipes his mouth and he says, "You so you've been working on your multiplication tables there, Duck. It's it's important stuff. You know, I tried to warn you. Quiz me, man. Hundred times six. Six hundred, right there. Yeah, it wasn't hard. So, <laughs> and check what? this out. Watch, watch this. <clears throat> Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are equated yep, equal. You got it. Slow now down. we're engaging it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, that was real good, Duck. Very proud. Got a bit of a headache here, but what can I do you for? Right. So, yes. I need a little favor from you. Uh, I need you to, at a certain point tonight, not right this second, but... At a certain point tonight, I'm going to need you to shut off the water supply to H2O. That was fun. The water park? Yeah, that's the one. Now, it's going to be after operating hours, so we're not going to we're not going to have any issues there, but we have got we're running some of the uh uh firefighting drills, and you remember last time, we just couldn't get the pressure that we needed to really simulate the uh the environment of uh, fighting a real fire. The hoses didn't feel real. None of it felt real. And I, I want to give the, the, the folks a, a, a real sense of what it's like to battle a, a fire with full pressure. So I'm hoping if we could shut down that. I can't think of anything that's more of a drain on the system than H2O. That was fun. And maybe if we can shut that down, then we can get like that real, you know, like you are there kind of kind of sense. He says, that's a, that's a doozy there, Duck. I'm guessing you... Uh... Got all the permits you need, Duck. Duck, why I call you Duck anyhow? It's my nickname. So do you think you'll be able to help or no or what? I'll tell you what, Duck. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Yeah. I'm going to go to my office over there, and I'm going to go to sleep. But before I do that, I'm going to get my best mind on this, whatever it was you just said, all right? Uh, and he pushes back from the reception desk and walks over to a door to his office, which he uh, opens up. And uh, right before he closes the door behind him, he yells, Hey, Pidge, get on out here. Got an old student of mine needs assistance. And he shuts the door to his office. And you can see through the frosted glasses, he finds a new desk to take a nap on. And from a hallway that turns off behind the reception counter, you see Pigeon Wilson. Uh, she, she's wearing an orange vest and her face lights up with delight as she sees you and she yells ranger duck ranger duck it's me pigeon from a couple months back with the big bear pigeon how the heck are you i'm doing great man just uh uh you know same circus different clowns here down at the uh, public works so uh, <laughs> keeping your nose clean oh man ranger duck it's real good to see you. I, I ain't never got a chance to thank you for saving my buddy pete's bacon Sure, yeah. Um, I'm. I, you do have a chance to thank me, though. I need a little bit of help with something. I'd love to catch up, but I'm in, in a little bit of a rush. You got a nasty, nasty pothole you need filled or something? Uh, no. I need you to shut off the water supply to H2O. That was fun. She looks uh, kind of surprised when you say that. She says, why do you need to take down a water park there, Ranger Duck? Why did you need to hide out in the forest and start a bunch of fires there, Pidge? 
she smiles kind of devilishly as you say that and she walks to the reception desk and uh opens up a book that's there and then she thinks for a second and then closes that book and she says you like coffee ranger duck yeah i i i do i take it black i bet while we head over to the break room i uh i got something important i need to talk to you about Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your best friend, your dungeon master, and your 100% real number one E3 gamer boy. Thank you so much for listening to The Adventure Zone. It's our 10th episode of Amnesty and the penultimate episode of our current hunt. I uh, hope that you are enjoying it. This episode was really fun to record because I had no idea what it was going to turn into, and it ended in a, a neat spot, I thought, and uh, you're going to hear the rest of that after we talk about some of our advertisers this week. Hey, speaking of this week, we are sponsored in part by by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's wonderful. They send you a box, and the box is going to have some ingredients in it, and it's going to have some recipes in it, and those are basically blueprints for food that you follow as you touch the ingredients with special sharp tools called knives and hot heat on ovens and stoves. Uh, they're, they're really, really tasty, and I don't know why I talk about them as if I'm an alien who just discovered what food is every time I talk about them, but here we are. Uh, it's it's really good stuff. You can st- uh, skip your meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. You enjoy unforgettable meals inspired by the vibrant cooking of the Mediterranean, like seared salmon and spicy orange salsa that's centered around fruits, veggies, lean meats, and plenty of olive oil. These recipes are deliciously nutritious. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. They have other types of food, too. I think that they're just kind of highlighting these tasty Mediterranean dishes. Um, But yeah, I've made some really good meals with Blue Apron, and I've learned a lot of cooking skills that have proven invaluable in my life. Uh, And you can pick up those skills, too, if you check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash adventure. That's blueapron.com slash adventure to get your first three meals for free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Also, we are sponsored in part this week by Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch has that soft stuff. I'm talking about, I mean, whatever, bedding, blankets, all of them are made from that pure 100% organic cotton. We got some Bowl and Branch sheets, and it's like sleeping on the sweetest dream of the most precious child every single night. So comfortable, so soft, so, 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 so luxurious. They start out soft, and they get even softer over time because of witchcraft. Uh, they have thousands of five-star reviews from Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all places talking about Bowl and Branch. Shipping is free, and you can try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, you just send them right back for a refund. So to get you started right now, our listeners can get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com using the promo code ADVENTURE. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com promo code ADVENTURE. Bowlandbranch.com promo code ADVENTURE. Got some uh, other Jumbotrons to read for you right now. Uh, First one is for a podcast called One Shot Onslaught, which you can find wherever podcasts are sold. You can find it at youtube.com slash one shot onslaught at Twitter at number one, the number like the the number one shot onslaught uh, or at Instagram O-N-E one shot onslaught make sure you get those urls right people you don't want to land in you know some sort of trap 
This is a, a podcast hosted by three different brothers, not the McElroys. What? TM, TM, TM. Uh, and they're friends, and they play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, they play popular one-shot modules, so you can drop in at any video or podcast. They dress up as their characters and all play around the same table. They post the full session as well as highlights. They got beefy barbarians, bitter wizards, pistol-slinging druids, fire-flinging fighters, woof, backstabbing rogues, and more butthole-seeking magic missiles than you can cast. You don't know what I'm capable of. Anyway, that's a one-shot onslaught, and you can find it at all the places that I said like 38 seconds ago. Hey, do you need some good dice? And by good dice, I mean dice that feel good and are, I'm sorry, scientifically able to roll better numbers. And you didn't hear that from them. You heard it from me, so don't sue them if it doesn't end up being true. Well, I want to tell you about Dice of Rolling. Are you shopping for that special party member? Nothing says you complete me like a set, a complete set of dice. Check out Dice of Rolling, a set of 31 polyhedrons that are color-coded by type and streamlined to match the quantities that you actually need for 5th edition. Unfortunately, they are super sold out after shipping over $40,000 of Kickstarter pledges, but uh, this is a quote, our divination wizard says we'll have more in stock about a month after Griffin reads you this message. Uh, You can find Find out more and pre-order at DiceOfRolling.com or just grab some fun digital freebies like their printable action cards and a silly RPG RPG drink mixing guide. Woof. Having some trouble with that one. That's at uh, DiceOfRolling.com and you can go get some pre-orders going and it seems like they'll be ready in a, a month or so. So watch this space. I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. If you do that, you might end up as a character in the show, uh, like more or less everybody from the second half of last week's episode. Named a lot of Sylvans after a lot of real listeners, so I, I sure do appreciate you spreading the word. It is the main way that we found our audience over the years, and uh, it's grown into a really cool thing, and that's uh, pretty much all because of y'all. So thank you all so much for for your evangelism is a gross word for me to use, but I, I don't know. I guess it is what it is. Uh, we're making a graphic novel of the first arc of the Adventure Zone Balance. Here there be Gerblins, and it's going to be out real, real soon in, uh, I guess, a little over a month or so. You can pre-order it right now at theadventurezonecomic.com and uh, go go check it out. We recently did uh, an interview with Wizard Plus, which is the official Wizards of the Coast D&D magazine that includes a sampler of the comic as well as, uh, for the first time ever, a an adventure set in the world of the Adventure Zone Balance that I wrote. Uh, that is, It was really fun. It's based sort of on the Test of Initiation from the Moonlighting arc. Uh, it's got a whole adventure you can play with your buds. It's got some pre-made character sheets based on characters from the show. And it's got, I think, 20 new Gachapon items that you can actually roll for uh, while you're playing the adventure, uh, complete with some illustrations from Carrie Peach. It's really fucking rad. I'm really happy with how it turned out. And you can check that out uh, at Wizard Plus. And you can pre-order the book at theadventurezonecomic.com. And also, uh, we're doing the uh, the collab with the Mysterious Package Company for Tacos Correspondence School of Wizardry Cantrips and Other Magics. Uh, pre-orders for that are still going on, I believe. Uh, yes, they are still going on. Uh, you can get 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 yourself or a friend one of those and uh, receive in the mail a, a sort of interactive adventure with puzzles, and there's an audio component, and there's tangible sort of things that you get for doing well. It's a it's a 
it's a neat challenge to design that, and uh, we're, we're really happy with how it's looking. So uh, you can find out more about that at mysteriouspackage.com. I think that's it. San Francisco, we're going to see you uh, later this week uh, for the live show that we're doing there. Very excited for that. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks for the, uh, the final episode of this hunt and the 11th episode of the Adventure Zone Amnesty uh, is going to go up on June 28th. So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Uh, let's jump back to Ned. Ned, what's your what's your plan here so we can set up the scene? Well, we're to uh, kind of find the uh, the water monster and kind of run it ragged, just kind of uh, drive along using ourselves as bait. And uh, the I'm, I was thinking Route One Sixty One Fifty Five uh, alongside the river. Yeah, it's it has all those scenic overlooks, you okay. know, where people stop and take pictures. So I figure we. We drive to one, get its attention, try to give everybody else all the time they need. All right. I like that a lot. Um, So you are uh, on this county road uh, that runs alongside the Greenbrier River. Uh, There's nobody out right now. The uh, road seems clear as you uh, reach a a certain mile marker. Uh, No, it wouldn't be a mile marker because you wouldn't be too far from town. It's got to be within the perimeter. But uh, you, you find a nice stretch of road. Uh, here, here in the in that circle uh, that runs alongside the river, uh, and what do you do to summon the the thing? You got you got a uh, Calvin driving the car. Yeah, we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull over at the first uh, scenic overlook, and uh, Calvin, come up, come up here. If, if you no, put it in park. God, you really don't know how to drive. Yeah, which the, one's the stopping one? That's the yeah where it's the P. Put it in P. Good. No, I mean, good. I meant the pedal. Which one makes the car not go? Anymore? That's the one that's across, I think. Uh, so you are uh, parked on this scenic overlook. It's not, I don't think, like up on a cliff. It's just sort of like a little, uh, kind of like a picnic area at a rest stop overlooking the river. And uh, Calvin is in the car back on the road, uh, and he has the engine running as you sort of approach this overlook. What do you do? Ned stands right there at the edge overlooking. There's kind of like a railing. And and you can look down at the river, and Ned, in his most, you know, projecting voice, you know, you got to bring it from the diaphragm. You've got to project so the back of the house can can hear you. Ah, yes, look at it, Calvin Owens, swim team captain. Look at this view. This is the land at Borneo, lad. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you... Calvin Owens, the swimming guy. You will look back on these fertile hills, these lush green valleys, and think this is my home. This is the place that made me Calvin Owens, the swimmer from the pool a couple of days ago. Yeah, the water water monster gets it. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that in Ned's mind, the water monster knows Calvin's name. (laughs) Um, no, I think the water monster at the very least hears Ned's voice. Uh, what you see is there's, there is some movement sort of naturally on, uh, on the river, just some ripples as it follows its usual course. Uh, some ripples, you know, that have been left reverberating for a long time as some barges passed some time ago. Uh, but as you start shouting, uh, the, the water for a moment just stands completely still, completely placid. It is, it is a strange sight to behold. You have never seen the Greenbrier uh, stand at 
at sort of silent attention like this. And then from down the river back upstream a bit, you see a small wave move in almost a straight line that spans the entire river uh, down towards you and past you. And then another wave larger. And it keeps going like that larger and larger and larger until there are... Does it look like horses? Does it look like horses made out of water? No, we're not doing a Lord of the Rings. It looks ah. like it looks like waves on the ocean. Uh, large waves on the ocean that are now starting to reach up above uh, ground level uh, as the water starts to move in waves. And uh, as the larger waves start forming, uh, they start crashing up kind of at your feet where, uh, <clears throat> where, where you are standing at this overlook. What do you do? Mission accomplished. And he jumps back in the car and says... Get the hell out of here. Go, go, go. Which one? The right one? The right pedal? The, the one that makes it go. Take it out of P. Take it out of C. Look. C, D. Put it down. At, yeah, good. In D. And push the one that goes up and down. Step on the one that goes up and down. Uh, he slams on it. As you're sort of teaching him how to drive a car, uh, you notice the waves stop moving sort of directly down the stream and start almost turning as if their uh, their angle of approach is moving now diagonally, uh, crashing uh, onto the ground, still, still out on that scenic overlook, uh, but onto the ground where you were just standing. And the car rears into drive and... You are now peeling down this road uh, as the waves continue turning until now it seems like they're almost coming from the opposite bank and coming in your direction, getting larger and larger as they go. Okay, Calvin, I'm going to need you to drive and stay away from the water so that I don't get killed by this monster. And and the, here's the last thing we want to happen. The last thing we want to happen is for anything to happen to me, okay? I am a key cog in this monster hunting team, and if they don't have me for inspiration and leadership and guidance, they will fall apart. So don't get me killed, okay? As you're giving him this monologue, the waves now moving directly in your your direction from the opposite bank, uh, they are splashing further and further up the the, the sort of side of the road that you are driving on and uh, starting to almost reach the road itself. And Calvin says, I I just still don't understand why you're not the one driving. a wave comes up, uh, threatening to splash down on the car, and he veers into the opposite lane uh, before correcting himself and getting back into the right lane of traffic. What do you do? I've got the. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to use the Nerf blaster. I'm going to shoot. The, I'm going to take the Nerf blaster and fire. Nerf, a, it's Nerf. Come Nerf. On. Nerf. There are lawyers that are listening to every episode we put I, out. I have a Connecticut accent. <laughs> I'm going to shoot a dart. Into the into the water monster. I I, I realize it's not going to do any harm, but I, I just want to you know get its attention and maybe sure. maybe 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 slow it down a little bit. Maybe that'll give it something to think about while we get the hell out of here. Um, let's roll to kick some ass. Okay. I think this thing is definitely now in uh, creating large enough waves that it could reach you to also threaten you. So this would be a kick some ass roll. Uh, that is a seven plus zero. Uh, okay, on a seven plus, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. So describe what you do with your Narf blaster. Well, the top's down on the Lincoln, and so I th- throw my coat back, and I've got the Narf blaster on a uh, on a thong. No, yes, yeah, no, that's right. It's strapped on. 
Yeah, I'm strapped. I'm fully narf strapped. I want to stick with thong. Thong. Okay, <laughs> it's on a thong. Okay. I mean, that's kind of follows the whole swimming thing, right? There you go. Just like Michael Phelps always wears the Michael thong. Michael Phelps wears that. Yeah. And with so, a nerf gun in it for aerodynamics sakes. <laughs> so just, I mean, is the water in front of us, beside us, behind us? It's it's rolling off the river to your right, and it's splashing down towards you. It's to your right. Okay, I'm just going to, from the hip, shoot from the hip, because it's going to be kind of hard to miss a giant wave. Uh, just just fire off a dart right into the water to see what happens. Uh, just a side note for everyone out there, don't Google thong weapon. <laughs> you, won't, you won't be happy with it. Um, okay, you've never fired this thing before, so you whip it around this strap and hip fire it up into the air, into the pipeline of this wave as it threatens to uh, crash down on you. Uh, and you describe what comes out of this weapon. Well, it uh, it kind of has this coruscating blue light that kind of surrounds it. It vaguely nerf dart shaped. And it leaves a little contrail of, of, of after image, like a, like a, you know, what burns in your eyes when you look at something bright. It, it just fires straight off that way and, and, and shoots straight ahead. Coruscating, by the way, means flashing or sparkling. So uh, that's for our friends at home and for me because I just had to Google it. Sorry, I think it's I, like a, a it's fant- an in- increase your word power kind of thing. Sure. Uh, I think it's like a phantom. Nerf dart, like a, fa- it's in the shape of one with this sparkling uh, trail that uh, follows behind it, and I think it's uh, it's considerably sized. I think it's uh, a little bit larger than the average Nerf dart that you would expect. Uh, it shoots up into the side of the pipeline and splits the wave as it hits it, really hitting it with a lot of power. You do uh, two harm to the wave as it splashes Whoa! down on you. Uh, that was fun. It splits. I think the way it deals damage to you is as it splits, uh, it doesn't crash down immediately in front of your car, but an enormous amount of water, a deluge, splashes down right in front of the car. And uh, as it does, it kind of uh, it floods the road right in front of you, and uh, you start to fishtail. And Calvin, not really knowing what to do, kind of jerks the wheel back and forth. Uh, and you, because you were kind of in this position to uh, blast this wave, you were not exactly strapped in uh, very, very safely. And you bash your head into the uh, top of the windshield as the top was down and take one harm. Yikes. The next wave that comes up, it kind of splashes down a little bit further away from the road. And then another further even still, uh, and these waves start to recede, as you can tell that uh, the the water monster has sensed some sort of threat from you and decided to make its escape, as is its custom. Calvin pulls over to the side of the road uh, and is kind of panting, is clearly kind of freaked out because of what just happened. Uh, and he, he turns the car off and gets out and is kind of just like pacing at the side of the car. I hit my head. Ow! I really thought the thong would protect me more than that. Yeah, Ned, I'm sorry you hit your head, but we also almost just died in a car accident because I don't know what the fuck it is I'm doing. Uh, Ned, I need you to, I need you to get me home. Ned, I, 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 I gotta get back. I can't do this anymore. It's just, it's just me and my brother and my dad at home. Anything happens to me, like what just almost happened, I. I can't. I just got to wait this thing out and hope that y'all can stop it before the meet. Ray Hall High's team's been talking a bunch of trash on my Facebook, and I got to put them in their place. I got to focus on that kid stuff, you know? So you're okay now with getting back in the water? I mean, look, kid, you faced this. 
you faced a giant crashing wave of doom and you're alive, right? And you saw, <laughs> I pretty much kicked the shit out of it. You saw that, right? So you know we can handle this. So you get back in that water, young man, and you swim. He says, I can't, Ned. I, I just can't. And he throws you the keys. And he starts walking down the road back into town. Uh, jump back to Aubrey. Aubrey, you are now inside H2O. That was fun. And you are you have 10 minutes to scout the area out. Uh, there are The way I kind of have this envisioned, there are a few points of interest that I can tell you about. And you tell me what you want to sort of check out with your limited time here. There are a few main water slides towards the uh, back of the uh, towards the back of the park. There's like a long drop one, a, t- a twisting tubes one. It's one of those funnel ones that kind of drops you out into a funnel that you spin around and drop out the bottom. There is a wave pool uh, towards the center of the park, a fairly large wave pool. There is a splash pad uh, towards the uh, front of the park where kids can come and play around in this water that shoots up from the ground. There is a small pool with a swim up bar. There is towards the back corner of the park, a gated off reservoir that you can see, uh, with some sort of machinery back there with it. Um, there is a, a lazy river that surrounds the, the perimeter of most of the attractions. There is a gift shop and cafeteria, uh, there is a shallow kiddie pool with some mushroom fountains in it, and there is a main office off to the side of the park near the center. So it seems to me, Barclay, like we want to keep it away from kind of the splash pad, right? Because there's too many, if we can't see the water and if it can come from any different location, we're kind of putting ourselves at a bit of a disadvantage. He says, yeah, that's a that's a good call. I think you might want to figure out which spot in this park is going to be the most advantageous for us to take it on. And then it might be a good idea for us to figure out some other way to control it, some way that we can ensure that we're going to be here in, in private, some way to access everything we need to access in the park whenever we want to want to do this thing. Oh, shit. I have an idea, Barclay. Okay, let's hear it. At first, I was going to say the kiddie pool, right? Because it's nice and shallow. But if we can get it, in the wave pool and turn it on, that's probably going to, like, fuck with it, right? Might throw it off balance. That's not a bad idea. It's going to be all slippery and hard for it to control. Uh, Yeah, you want to check it out? You go check it out. I'm going to see if I can get into the main office, because checking it out doesn't do us any good if we can't, like, turn everything on, you know? Yeah, okay, I'll go check out that. You, uh, you head to the main office. We'll meet up in 10 minutes back at the entrance. Yeah, and keep an eye open for any, like, back gates or something we can leave unlocked to get in later. Okay, I'll do just that. Uh, so you head over to the main office. You walk by a few confused-looking teens working here as you go. Uh, Todd and- said it was okay. Oh, they nod. And then uh, one of them says, he's kind of a dick, isn't he? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a young guy yells, uh, we hate Todd. Whoa. Wow, a lot of deep-seated resentment towards Todd here. We're going to have to unpack this later, but uh, I'm on... uh, Yeah, (laughs) okay. I like Todd. And the other one goes, shut the fuck up. Nobody likes Todd. How many of them are there? There's only the three that you just heard. Uh, Okay, got it. And uh, you approach the main office and find it unlocked and enter. The main office is really just one large empty room. There is a time clock 
uh, and a desk with a bunch of paperwork on it to the uh, to the side of the room as you enter. Um, there is in the corner. There's a first aid station set up with various supplies to treat, you know, burns and bee stings and other water park injuries. And there are uh, on the back wall of the room. There is a row of lockers, a dozen or so, uh, including the locker of Todd, which you uh, you recognize kind of in the center. The locker of Todd. The Todd. The Todd locker. Fabled locker of Todd. We found it. Now you can also tell just being in here, there is no what appears to be like security camera set up so you glean that there are uh, no cameras for you to worry about whenever you do your hunt here tonight excellent now is this a control room as well or is this just like for them to come in and drop off their stuff and then get to work yeah this seems to just kind of be a uh, a drop stuff off uh and uh, uh change into your your outfits before you uh, start working that's not to say there isn't stuff to investigate in here though i want to look in todd's locker uh it's locked Todd's locker is locked. It's a locker. It's locked. Like lockers do. You approach it, you try to open it, but the thing doesn't work because of the lock. It's defined by its ability to lock. Uh no, I listen. I'm getting it. I, I've I'm all over that. Let me see. Is the lock like in the locker or is it like a padlock that is Yeah, is it's like in too- it's in the locker. It's like one of the like uh little plastic dials like you would have at a locker at school. You know what? I, oh I'm so sorry, Todd. I'm gonna melt the lock. Okay. There we go. Uh, roll to... I think this would just be a use magic. Yeah, so that's nine... Eleven. Nine plus two. Uh, okay, no glitches. What do you? Uh, what does this look like? I assume you're using some sort I'm of I'm gonna say, like, fire? yeah, as, like, finesse as possible, just, like, one finger to the lock, and maybe, like, if I can help it, just be pulling on it, like, and heat it just enough to, like pull it open you know what i mean like sure yeah no you uh, stick your finger into the uh the the lock uh beneath the dial and uh as you do so your finger heats up and uh slowly but surely your your finger starts to pierce through the lock until you have uh, poked clean through the locker and you hear a click and the uh the locker door starts to swing open uh, inside, you find some... Gold! Bum, 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 250 bum. gold pieces in the magic sword. <laughs> you find, now, uh, probably some, you know, raunchy mags. You find... Todd! You find uh, a, a, a Pokemon card collection. You find a ring of keys. Uh, I that, take that ring of keys, Griffin. Uh, each key seems to be labeled uh, for each of the different attractions around the the park. Uh, and then you also find uh, towards the back a uh, a notepad, and on that notepad is uh, scribbled out the uh, schedule for each of the employees here. Uh, you find the current day, and on it you find the four employees who are currently at the park, and you find out that the last to punch out is uh, Todd, who leaves at six, at which point the uh, park will be uh, vacated. Okay, I am going to... Is this where I could investigate a mystery to ask you, the DM, something? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not good. Whenever you fail a roll, I get to take a hard move. Oh, no. Yeah, so go ahead and mark experience. Yes, but Griffin, don't you see? I don't want to have failed. Mm, interesting. An interesting concept. Uh, you, you mark XP. Uh, you also hear the door uh, to the uh, main office here open up. And you see Todd with one of his sort of nudie magazines uh, rolled up, and he's got it kind of in his armpit as he walks in, trying to hide it. Uh, and he walks into the room and sees you, 
and the the raunchy mag falls to the ground dramatically in slow motion <laughs> and he says what the fuck are you doing what happened to my lock what are you doing in my locker well todd i have to be honest with you i'm not really from the fpi i'm working for hieronymus horatio aurelius the owner of h2o that was fun <laughs> And he is suspected. <laughs> uh, because this is a hard move, I, uh-huh. I get to go kind of hard. I think he shakes his head and he says, no, you get the fuck out of my park right now. And he walks over to the desk uh, at the corner of the room and picks up a phone and dials 911. Mm. Okay. Is his back to me? Uh, it, it is, I say, terrified. I'm going to... Kill uh, Todd? With no, <laughs> no. Just send a little fireball to melt the cord on the phone. Okay, I'm just trying to sever the. I just don't want the cops showing up. That'll be bad. All right, cool. So I rolled an eight plus two, so that's a ten. Are you doing this discreetly? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, I will say, and, and I'm trying to aim like for for like the actual you know panel in the wall, right? So it's like the okay. it melts. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, you just see the cable, like, I, I think just like a small, very narrow red beam comes out and severs very quickly the cable in the, uh, in the blink of an eye and it falls to the ground and Todd looks kind of confused and walks over to the phone. You're right. You're right. I'm going to go. Um, uh, yep. I'm on my way right out the door and she leaves still carrying the keys. Okay. Uh, you meet up with Barclay back outside of the park. Uh, and he says, um, I got to look at the wave pool. There's a booth back behind it, above sort of the little alcove where they actually make the waves. Uh, it seems like there's some sort of control mechanism in there. I couldn't get inside, but uh, the, the door was Good locked. news! What's that? <laughs> I have the keys, and it went super smoothly. No problems at all. He says, all right, well, I guess we'll come back here tonight at some point. I wish I knew what time they were leaving. After six! Well, damn, this is one of the smoother plants we've ever come up with, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> everything went great. <laughs> and, Duck, let's jump back to you. You are in the break room of the Public Works building with Pigeon, uh, and uh, she's produced a, a nice, well, you know, as nice as a local government building cup of coffee is going to be for you, uh, and makes one for herself and uh, sits you down at a table with her. There's nobody else in the room. Uh, you have some privacy to talk in here. She says... Uh, so, uh, why is it you want to uh, shut down the water down at uh, H2O? That was fun. I love that park, so I'm not eager to, uh, you know, do anything it's to damage temporary its business. pigeon. It's not going to be a, a whole thing. Yeah, I... I it's I, while I, the park's closed, so it's not going to impact you or, or anything. Well, I, kn- I know how to do it. I just want to know why. Perfect. Perfect. Why? It's for firefighter training? Yeah. It's for firefighter training. That's uh, It's been a little while since I last told someone that, so I had some time to forget it. But it's for firefighter training because we can't get enough water pressure to uh, fight the fires, forest fires. Out in, out in Monongahela? Yep. Duck, that's on the opposite side of town. I can find other places I can get you some more water pressure instead of pumping it out of the water park almost a mile away. Yeah, but the water park is definitely going to be closed. And if you can tell me somewhere where you can guarantee that they're not going to need that amount of water that's using that amount, I would love to hear about it. Because off the top of my head, I can't improvise anything. There's a reservoir right next to Monongahela. 
the reservoir is a source of water, but it's not going to give other fuck. Listen, Pigeon, here's the thing. I love to (laughs) practice fishing, but the running water frightens me. It's called hydrophobia. And I would love to practice my cast in a real water environment where I can get in a large body of water where I can guarantee that running water won't be a factor. And I would just love to practice my cast in a guaranteed still body. But here's the other thing. Sometimes if you do it in a lake, that's what you're thinking, a fish will bite it. And normally that's ideal, but I'm just trying to practice casting. It's like, when you don't want to catch them, that's when they're biting. You know what I mean? So I need a still body of water that I can guarantee won't move to practice my fishing casting. I want you to role manipulate someone. I, with, I'm tempted with to, what, Griffin? With like yeah. hot butter dice? Like what would be a dumb enough yeah, dice think, to roll. Well, there is a, a mechanic. I'm going to make you take uh, minus one forward on this one because me as the keeper have decided this is the worst. In the almost four years we've been doing the Adventure Zone, <laughs> the worst lie I've ever, ever I, heard. I, but I, not only worst, but worst, most elaborate lie. I yes. used to do a character who was very good at lying. I want to do one that's very bad. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's- ah, damn it. <laughs> I rolled a five. Maybe my worst roll. And plus plus time. charm. Plus charm. Plus charm minus one. So that's a five. All right. Full stop. Uh, mark experience. It's an experience. I'm learning something. I get to take a hard move to complicate your life, and I have just the thing in mind. Pigeon says, you know, Duck, I've been uh, thinking a lot about what happened that night. What I, what I saw chasing me through the woods, Pete told me he got a real close look at it. He swears up and down that it, it weren't no bear, and I am inclined to agree. Now, Pete says he also seen you fight that thing off, gave him a chance to scurry away. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also an avid reader of the local paper, and I ain't seen nothing in there about a big beast terrorizing campers out in the woods. That's enough to make me assume that Maybe it's not out there anymore. Maybe somebody took it down. So I'll make you a deal there, Ranger Duck. I'll shut down the supply to the water park, Duck. I, I gotta be on site for it to happen, but I can do it. But you gotta satisfy my curiosity a bit. Because I think you got more going on than just protecting some trees out in the woods. Not that that's not noble work or anything, but I think you got something on the side. I think you are doing a bit of monster hunting. And if that's the case, I got a follow-up question for you, I guess. Y'all hiring? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. 
Hey, this is John Roderick of America. I know that guy. He also made the theme song for My Brother, My Brother and Me. And you've teamed up with uh, your friend Adam and a uh, guy you also know, Ben Harrison. Hey, you're my friend. Uh, and we make a uh, war movie podcast called Friendly Fire. Now, you may be turned off by the premise right then and there, but you would be wrong. <laughs> well, it's because it's about so much more than war or war films. War movies are also a great window into filmmaking and the way our culture thinks of itself and other cultures think of themselves. So listen to Friendly Fire on MaximumFun.org every Friday or get it wherever you get podcasts. We've all made mistakes in book club, right? You drink a little too much. You don't actually read the book. And if you're under the bubble in Fairhaven, your individual will get subsumed by the collective. Hey, maybe I just let him go and whip us up some guac. We do not require guac. We require only nutrients and expansion. You will become book club. You will eat, pray, and love with us. Join book club. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Bubble.